Just need right. to tell you that um, I don't have a legal snag, but you are being recorded. That's Welcome. just me, though, isn't it? That's not the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Actually. You're not being recorded. We're not in your devices. No. Which is a really good point, because we could be. but well, we, we're not. We don't know how. We barely know how to do this. We don't need to be anymore because of the internet. You know, this is still called podcasts, but actually no one uses an iPod anymore. When it came to coming up with this name, and I was like, oh, should it be Siptopod or Siptocast? I realized it probably should be the cast because nobody uses a pod. Yeah, it's very true. Apart a Tassimo. I use a Tassimo pod for my coffee. Very, very nice. Very astute among you, though, may notice there's a cafeteria behind me. I'm lying. I don't. People can't notice it because it's a podcast, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You might, though. You can see me. Yeah, No, because you fuzzed out the screen. Oh, yeah. It's uh, sexy vibes. Yeah. Well, so we've started, have we? We have started, yeah. Joe. We're, well, we're one minute, six seconds in. Believe it or not, this is the Precipto cast, the first of the new batch, <laughs> reference to Gremlins, uh, which is just on, on, on point for what we're doing here. One or two. Uh, to new batch, yeah. When Hulk exactly Hogan comes out of a cinema screen at the beginning, yeah, probably. Wait, he does. Yeah, well, good. Um, those of uh, those of you listening along, that's not where he came from. So just to clarify, he wasn't born of Gremlins. He, he was a wrestler, wasn't he? He was a wrestler, yeah. Yeah, but he had famous. this bit. Good, good mustache. Mustache. You might recognise our voices from uh, Papercuts Radio. Uh, big on the internet back in the day. Yeah, big on the internet. Look out, DJ Prem. <laughs> we're coming for you. Yeah. Now we're back again at your <laughs> Skype account. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to have this podcast called Papercuts. We'd upload it to Mixcloud. And um, we used to do all right in the charts, didn't we? In the hip-hop and rap charts. But DJ Prem, he'd upload his thing twice yeah so he'd uh so the highest we ever got was three but technically number two in the world yeah hashtag underground hip-hop don't use that now though because we haven't <laughs> figured out hashtags we're going to use yet yeah and, um, there's, and there's no beef either there's no beef he's no. apologized so it's fine yeah. he's put out uh the track what's it called family loyalty it's mainly about us just to, <laughs> just to clear the air yeah yeah those uh, he did ask us if he wanted to feature it, but like, we're like, nah. And anyway, uh, Jay Cole's about to give it up, so he might as well yeah. do his last one on. Uh. Give it, give him his swan song, and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll respect that. Yeah. So here we are with a new podcast um, where we're not going to be playing tunes. We're just be talking about hip hop stuff, culture. You know what's going on, what went on ages ago, albums we like. Uh, albums that we might not like, and things that you like. Get a few guests on, have a chat. Yep. I'll keep going uh, for the full <laughs> yeah, hour. Please do. <laughs> really, it's just an exercise in Coop's doing lists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've got my list app open. So good. Well, maybe we should tell people who you're listening to. My name's Bernard James, uh, my co host over across the internet, because we're not actually in the same room together we're 
Skyping. It's ridiculous, really, isn't it? <laughs> Perfect example of that was just the um, the cranky audio. Uh, it's back now. Oh, there you go. What's your back. name? Back like crack. Uh, that's not my name. Coops. If that was your name. Coops. 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 Got Coops. Coops. And you've got Bernard James. That's it, really. Is that the end of episode one? Have we done it? Look, I've got some news stories. Oh, all right. So what's the format of the show? Like, effectively, Coops goes on the internet, finds out what's new, and then we have some kind of small talk about it. Yeah, my draft name for the show was Coops Goes on the Internet, but um, that's <laughs> been towed. It sounds like a cautionary children's story. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you some Coops of Coops wakes up on a Wednesday morning before school. He sees the computer. True. I went on a dark web once. It's the, it's the worst place I've ever been. And I didn't even leave my room. That's the whole point that. about the internet, isn't it? You don't it's need all... to leave your room. We're not even... Yeah. We're in different rooms, which I've got, I've got big enough problems with some of the light net, what I call the light net. Which I call is, it the bright net. So. It's just different names. They mean the same thing. Oh, well, they do. Okay. I was, <laughs> I thought I was going to tan- and I'd be talking about websites you never heard of because you use a different one. No. Anyway. <laughs> well, we might do. Who knows? Speaking of websites, I've been on hiphopdx.com. Um, oh, what's that website? hiphopdx.com it's it, the clues in the name there so <laughs> whack that in your browser and you don't um, need to listen to this exactly um, but you would miss out on our opinions on some of these things um, which would yeah, have strong opinions what's opinion number one what's, what's going to kickstart our judgments um, opinion number one is the new Gangstar song we kind uh, of just did that right, didn't we family loyalty well you know, we. Um, I, it's really like, good. You like it more than me. I've only listened to it once, and you definitely like it more than me. I, I sent the link on to you because I'm in the know and here to the streets. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then I actually listened to it, and um, it was all right. I just think the beat's great. Beat, yeah, but you know, that's that's only fifty percent of the song, isn't it? The beat. Yeah, beat's great. J Cole's verse is great. All right, divided views there. I mean, I'm just bringing the positivity here. I think it's it's good. Well, I mean, I don't mean it's good, but it's no point positivity for the sake of it. I mean, are well, are you just people, agree with me saying it's good. Are people liking it though? Just because it's not modern rap, you know? Because there's such a culture of like backpack hip hoppy people who just like boom bap, and it is the beat particularly is an incredibly good example of boom bap like production well it's kind of a, a sound that prem defined better yeah absolutely and obviously he executes that really well are people fawning over it purely because it is something that is in their kind of lane of interest and not because it's actually a great example of it i don't know it's also probably um the fact that it's actually a gangster song as well right that's really interesting, isn't it? Because obviously it's an old take of Guru's that yeah. has been um, reworked, which being a hip-hop fan, we're all used to that because so many people fucking die and then they recycle their material years later. I've um, been doing that for about a decade now. Oh, did you? This, this, this recording, I, it's recorded 
Oh, am I dead? <laughs> no, I am. Well, you might be as well. I have no idea. Oh, this is a recording. So I don't know what you are. Oh. I'm just casually responding to things wow. I think you might say. That's clever. I would like a pizza. Thanks, Pete. No, so it doesn't always work. Don't be there. So why? Oh, are we back in? Back, back in? So. Which is probably what distinguishes us from a non-professional podcast. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, it is interesting that they've done it because there is that whole. Um, well, they didn't. They, 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 was the breakup acrimonious? The gangstar breakup? Well, they didn't break up. He died. No, no, no. But they fell out like seven years previous to them breaking up, breaking up, oh, or him dying. I don't know about that. Well, I'm on a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Oh, I might just edit it as I'm going, you know, make sure uh, what I'm well, right, is right. Apparently there's a whole new Gangstar album coming out. It's, um... What, full of um, old pre-records? Obviously, because he's dead, so... Um, yeah, by the sounds of things. Um, and I don't... It's a long time to wait to put... To suddenly put something out weird mm. but I was thinking and this is a bit of a subject that I'm quite happy to talk about that comes out of stuff I don't know why I'm telling you this now I could tell you this afterwards once you've recorded it but the fact that he's obviously passed away and I always find that really weird where I don't find it weird that the people behind left behind are, are, are choosing to remake the songs and do stuff with like these bits of recordings. I don't find that weird. But what I find weird is when the songs are really, really good. And in some cases, you would argue, even if they're not the best songs um, that that artist ever did, they're songs that actually outsell, outperform, or quite often end up kind of defining people's memory of them. I find it really odd when the artists themselves never even heard it, like the finished version so like especially when they take uh, 16 bars and then just put them on a beat that might not have even existed while the rapper was alive so like just point case in point and i've thought this quite a few times over the years is changes by tupac like that is an incredible song that he never actually heard because it was pieced together with verses he made he probably never heard that beat it was probably it was written after it was put together after he died. And the song sounds like a full song that he, and he should be super proud of it because it's, it's a beautiful, like, piece. And I always find that really odd, the way that the artist is never going to hear it. And it's the song that everyone probably knows the best uh, across the entire world. And it always makes me just kind of feel a little bit, it's sad, really, but... Do you think he would have, he would have, you know, you're saying that the lyrics are kind of pieced together from, from lyrics he'd written. Would he have organized them in that way? Would he have made that, the song? I mean, because you're, you're basically, effectively what you're saying is when someone passes away, which is quite obvious, they lose creative control over what happens. Um, would they agree with it? Would the thing exist if they were alive to have comment on it? Um, yes, I think in this case, definitely, because... As far as I'm aware, and I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I'm just checking here. The song reuses lines from I Wonder If Heaven Got a Ghetto. Um, 
so he heard all of the he wrote obviously he wrote all the lyrics they weren't pieced to get they, the verses were co- coherent full verses that were just put on a very different beat with the you know a really brilliant hook and good use of sample from Bruce Hornsby in the rain um so I don't I I think it probably is probably what it's not necessarily my favorite song of his he's done some great songs but it's probably the finest the most finished piece of work under his name and he's never heard it mm. but it is a question about whether they want it to happen anyway like this talking about this song right now the gangstar song we don't know um whether Gory would have wanted to be associated with another gangstar tune um, obviously, I think mean, you know the hip hop community or people who who had known him probably would say, "Yeah, of course he would have. Why not?" And it also sounds great. And who better to make that piece for him than someone who made music and collaborated with with him, and therefore knew his style and his preferences in a little way? But it is still a you've got to take that leap of faith to say, "I'm going to put your name onto something without your consent." Mm. Um, and as an artist, I suppose that's tricky. I suppose it's yeah. like if you died and I had a couple of verses of yours and I was like, I'm going to put them out as a memorial track. You wouldn't know what they were. And you no, might have recorded them and thought, out. do you know what? They're rubbish, those lyrics. Yeah, it is, da- it is a dangerous game to play, isn't it? I mean, um, and I think the, 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 well, they've done it with two fat loads um, and, and, and it gets to the point I think the difficulty is where it was first done and it was done pretty well here. Um, I think my money, my problems that and Biggie Smalls has passed away by the time that that song was actually finished and put together. Um, when the, those are the, the, the original examples of this kind of posthumous songs coming out, technology was in place and we, and they died so young when they had quite a lot of uh, material still, but what then happened particularly with Tupac was the record label was like actually we can make loads of money here um and it then it became a thing a trend yeah which is and then now we've got this thing with Guru and the thing when it becomes a trend you get to the point where well if, if let's say there's a uh what, what, what's the word an off cut like a a, a whole lot of verses, a full song's worth of verses that were never used when the person was alive and then they pass away and then you, you find a beat and you put them on it and then you release it. Well, actually, to that extent, what happens if you say someone's like, actually, I've written a better beat for it. Let's just put it out again with another beat and then another beat and another beat. And then it just starts to water down the whole, the whole thing. Because at what point, none of those songs are what songs that the artists themselves would go, well, that was my song. So then, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's weird. So the thing that comes to mind straight away is uh, Prince's Vault, you know, the whole back catalogue, which he doesn't want anyone to see. And that should be respected, you know. I mean, even even from a a very small indie scale, look at the work you and I make. Um, Whenever we make an album, we'll go to it with, I don't know, 20, 30 songs. We reduce that to 10. Yeah. And the others are generally written mostly recorded they exist somewhere but we, we've chosen not to share them with anybody until i die 
And then they all go out. And then the last tapes come out. Yeah. Big on whatever it is, LimeWire. Yeah. File sharing. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And obviously the whole... I, I will listen to the Gangstar album. I have no doubt that it will be of good quality. Like, the beats will be sick. And uh, Guru is a great MC. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just interesting to kind of explore that. It's a funny one, and I wonder what brought it around as well. Like whether like, DJ Premier was listening to them, or like, what was the last? Do you know the last record that he released himself? Uh, what DJ Prem? Yeah, as in as an album? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he does lots of just tracks for people. He does lots of commissions, doesn't he? Like I presume the one like um, he did for. Those guys on High Focus, Four Hours. How was that? Five years ago? Four years ago was that track? That's uh, a great beat. Yeah, I'm just looking up here on the old... Uh, this is great podcasting, yeah. He's got someone mumbling along. It's there on your screen, scrolling down. Excellent. Right. He hasn't done an album in ages. Oh, Prime. That's him and Royce to 5'9", isn't it? Yeah. So he's done two albums with Royce to 5'9". Um, and they're, they're pretty good, actually. Um, mm. But uh, that's it. Well, let's see what happens, because, you know, this is... It's an interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, and yeah, he's, he's coming on with Gangstar, which is a huge name, that finds an era... He's also coming in with J. Cole, who is also a huge name and is defining an era. So it's it's much more powerful. And I wonder if it'll be an album of collaborations, like features. Yeah, I think I think it will be. I don't know why, but I just get that impression it probably will be. If you've got J. Cole on the first one, you'd think if you were putting out a new Gangstar album, it'd be like, this is Gangstar, unadulterated Gangstar. So I reckon yeah. rather I reckon a lot of it is just pre-recorded verses, but not full songs. So it's like stick in a guru verse and then stick someone else on. And the mm. advantage with doing kind of boom bap is you don't have to stick to the, 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 the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse. They can play around with it, particularly in the way that Prem produces. He mainly works off of loops. So the structure of the songs can, you know, if there's one long verse and then just another lot, you don't need hooks in gang style stuff. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What's your um, Rotten Tomatoes score on this album? Prediction, forecast, so we can come back, check it, and see how far off piece you were or on the money. Uh, out, out of how many? Out of five? I think it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes is out of 100%. All right. They will probably be a strong 70, 70%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly Drekken because of the beats. Yeah, I think. Is there much else to get excited by well, at this point? Uh, yeah, because. I mean, they're saying it's a new Gangstar album, which makes me think that means that they are not going to use any verses that have been released before and then, you know, kind of stick them in on new beats. But yeah, to, to that extent, if they were recorded and they were that good, they probably would have been put out while they were still alive. So well, that's my scepticism as well. It's like, why weren't they used? Right. Um, but you know, when you're comparing them to other MCs that aren't as good, um, you know, it's, it's that level of, you know, that, 
uh, Kendrick Lamar's cut off verses, I could only fucking dream to write myself, yeah. you know? So but still, that, you get back to that point of where he probably won't want those cut off verses being released as a representation of who he is, especially when you look at him where he's, he really thinks about the craft and narrative of an album. And then, and that's one thing we haven't really talked about is that shaping of a project that when you're just using archive footage effectively to put someone in, they're losing all creative say, all like, well, that this track should go here or let's do this or what's this overall message that I'm trying to get across here. Uh, that's completely divorced. Um, yeah, so no, no, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. It sounds laughing, like laughing at what you're saying. I am. It's good. It makes me think of that, the idea documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, yeah, uh, and, and that, that lack of moving now. Because yeah. I, I, would, I would hope, and I don't, obviously I don't know him, but I would imagine if he this is the, saw the that idea, documentary, Michael if he saw that documentary, he would be like, that animation is ridiculous and unnecessary. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that, that it's, it, you know, it's ruining his legacy. I'm not trying to be detrimental in any way, but I w- w- would say that that is where you, when someone else's creativity comes into it, like you say, they're then playing with your legacy. And actually, it might still be a, a valid in regards to the culture and have an audience, mm-hmm. but whether it would be entirely through the specification of that person who's no longer with us or not, you know, you, you don't know. And with certain things, you can't help but wonder whether that might not be the case. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, you're, you, you change your mind, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, it's I, what, nine years? Nine years since Guru, Guru died? He might not. I mean, I don't know the content of the lyrics, but like, he might not be with those lyrics anymore. He might be. No, that's, like, yeah. that's I mean, for one, they were off cuts. They were never used for anything. So they weren't possibly like cutting it anyway. And in two, it's like, well, maybe they don't really represent where I am right now. Well,. Yeah, that's interesting that you should say that because this morning I was checking out the new Ghost Based album. Um, Sounding like you said Ghost Spaced album. Yeah, no, I mean Ghost Face, as in Ghost Face Killer. His new album is called Ghost Face Killers, I think. So he's put an apostrophe and an S at the end of his name, finally. Um, so <laughs> listening. We've all been waiting for that. that. It's really, it is really, really good. But. He uses some language in that album, and I picked up a word once or twice that I just kind of felt everyone has moved away from. You don't hear it used anymore. It was used a lot in the early 90s. Is it a homophobic slur? Yeah, it's a homophobic slur. And um, I, uh, uh, I thought that most rappers nowadays have adopted other ways of you know if they're gonna have a go at someone or 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 question their manhood or masculinity i they'd still do it it's still very much a part of hip-hop um but i would think that they would choose their words more wisely i was really shocked actually to hear the 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 f word um and when i say the f word i don't mean fuck wait um um, yeah and i just thought when I hear that now in hip hop lyrics, I think, aren't we past this? Like, I don't mind. I, 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 I mean, I think that we were past the whole like 
saying that people are feminine is a negative thing. But unfortunately, the way hip hop is, I don't think we are. But I did think that there was a little bit of progression there in that people would choose their words a bit more um, yeah. wisely well, and a bit more appropriately for the time we're living in now because it's just well, unnecessary. This is a good plug. This is a, not not to shame, not to push it out of perspective, but another podcast um, from a perceptive man stable. It's called The Hidden Lyric, which is all about um, hyper-masculinity and toxic masculinity in rap music and how you can move around it, what people think about it now. And it's worth checking out. So if you're on the podcast machine, which you probably are, search for The Hidden Lyric and you can hear conversations about what, what Coops is talking about now. But I completely agree. It's, it's off-putting, especially, you know, when we're like, you know, we're not um, teenagers listening for rappers to say naughty words to make us feel cool or, or rebellious. You know, we're listening for songs, right? And yeah. when, when something comes in, it's like, well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that in a conversation. I, I'm not into that. Like, haven't you moved on? I've grown up. Haven't you grown up? Um, yeah, and I think most rappers have. And I think the newer rappers going through, I think a lot of them wouldn't dare use that kind of language. And I think of other members of like Wu-Tang, I don't think that Method Man would use that language now. Because I think even on on the Starface, there's, there's a track, uh, the Starface meets Ghostface, Ghostface there's, a, there's a track where that, that same language comes up. Um, when was that released? Was that released earlier this year? Like super early this year? Uh, it wasn't long ago. Because um, I remember listening to it and I remember I was walking down the street and it was coming up and I was like, oh man, I just don't really want to listen to those that that thing. Like even if the, the beat's really good and the words around it are kind of good and it's delivered really well, it's still not something I want in my head. Uh, Starface uh, meets Ghostface. This, yeah, this year came out. All right. Yeah, I, I just um, but the al- the album's really good. But I know I'm probably not going to go back and listen to it because I'll. Those words they stick out, stick out now, you know, and you just yeah, feel uncomfortable. Um, it uh, distracts you from a song, right? It distracts you from like nodding your head to it, um, yeah. just having and a good Ghost time. Ghostface fucking amazing albums over the years. Like, there's that one where, uh, or there's two where it's with some, I think it's like some Russian producer or something, and they're completely themed, um, and he's playing like mafia bosses and stuff like that amazing but like yeah i was just a bit annoyed listening to that this morning i was just like just choose another word just change that line what you know just, just before you get in the booth just have a think and be like you know what i could say something else um because it's not even dependent on any actual rhythmic you know it's bringing any fucking rhythmic uh benefit to what i'm saying um yeah. I, you know and i get that some rappers and artists of all forms choose to shock to a certain degree. But Ghostface doesn't need to. He's been around long enough. He could, he's an OG, so to speak. Like, yeah. So for me, um, yeah, it was just a bit disappointing. I think he's better than that. Yeah. So yeah. Take a, take a listen, Ghost, Ghostfaces or whatever it is. <laughs> How many of you are there? Yeah. Just be nice, you know. Threaten people, but just use the right language to do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't use offensive language to threaten people. That's terrible. Kill them with kindness. That's what I've been told. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, you're lovely. 
isn't your flow really good? Do you want to come around my house some cake? Yeah, just use sarcasm instead. Just be like, <laughs> you know what? You're really good. And you've got a huge dick. <laughs> People will know what you mean. Yeah. They won't think that you love dick. And I know you're afraid of that by using the language you're using, which is pathetic. That's right. Direct <laughs> challenge. Ghosty. Bro down. Hey, no. Just, uh, yeah. Just do yourself a favour. That's my advice. That's going to be the name of my next album. <laughs> do yourself a favour. Get Gary Lineker to um, be on the cover for it or do some promotional stuff. Why? Do you remember when he did that walk as Chris Sabbath? Do me a flavour. Oh, no, was that him? Who was that? Yeah. Oh, that's a, a flavour. Yeah, but it was like a pun on favour, wasn't it? Because you've got the letter L in the word favour and it becomes, what's your favour? That brings me nicely that's on Craig LL. <laughs> cool, <laughs> Jay. He's just... <laughs> so, Oh, Segway. Yeah, Segway. LL, cool day. Cool. <laughs> LL, cool day. Right. You know, I want to talk LL. about LL Cool J in every one of these because I just think there's so much history to, to the man. Rich history. Um, Favourite LL Cool all, J memory. Well, we've both come to this first pilot uh, episode with some LL Cool J um, goss or news or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you came with uh, the fact that apparently he has re-signed to Def Jam Records. Yeah. In the same, is it the same week that DMX has also re-signed to um, Def Jam Records? Yeah, but I'll, I'll be focusing on a little culture here, don't Yeah, but I was just bringing in some more news. Get rid of DMX for now. Just... All right, let's park that. Forget you heard that. We'll save that bit of sound bite for later. Just said so I wanted to do some more about LL Cool J first. No, let's just... bring it on. Just looking him up on the internet now. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> you you know that much about right. LL Cool J. Well, <laughs> just going to quickly... <laughs> just... <laughs> but, well, I, could, I didn't remember... I didn't know that he left um, that thing. Def Jam, that thing. <laughs> I didn't know uh, he ever left Def Jam. So, right, let me just check that out first. Just fact check. Right. Where was that? Exit 13. Was that Def Jam? That was an amazing album. Amazingly, let's talk about Exit 13 for a second. Because that was the one where he had um, Richie Sambora from um, was it, Bon Jovi playing a track. And it was actually the song we, we both loved that song, but we loved the song. It was a remix of it with, was it Dream or something on it? Uh, the then, Dream. Yeah. yeah, The Dream was on it. And then there's the actual album version has Richie Sambor on it. The track's much faster, and it's a, it's awful, it's really quite bad. Um, and the album as a whole, it generally to me just felt incredibly long. A lot of guests on it. I suppose what he was trying to do was, you know, like welcome in the youth. Uh, I don't. Is that the album know? on it. Don't think so. And he's got a lot of guest verses on it, um, feature artists, where he's, I guess, he's trying to welcome in a whole new wave of MCs. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty weak album, if I'm completely honest. Well, the album, so he's only released one album that wasn't on Def Jam. So uh, that's why, I don't know. Yeah, so Exit 13 was on Def Jam. Yeah, no, the one that wasn't is called Authentic. Um, and that was released in 2013. Eddie Van Halen is on one of the songs. Hey, what um, is it with his rock guitarist? Yeah, it was Baby, the song with um, Richie Zambora. My baby, my baby. That he's one? not on that, is he? 
Yeah, well, he's not on that the version you know. He's on the album cut, and the album cut is terrible because it's all it's like. Well, anyway, playing guitar. Um, if you want to know uh, what Lady Authentic very was put out on, um, it was put out on Sbro Music. Uh, do we think that's his own label? Well, not if he's... Well, maybe. But obviously his new album is... Now so he released going... Exit 13 on Def Jam in 2008. So it's been 10 years since the Def Jam label. Def Jam release. Yes. I suppose that in itself is... You know, what's really interesting as well about um, uh, El Jay at the moment is, you know, that there's this uh, terminology at the moment where everyone's saying everything's goat. Oh, you're the goat. Good. No. Mm. You've not heard of that? Well, no, I do, but I know. I think I was like preempting where you were going with it, and I was like, no. You, you finish what you were going to say. You finish it. Well, <laughs> what I'm going to say is a fact. So go on then. I remember that LL Cool J put out an album in the year 2000 called Goat. Yeah. Well, you just said no. So no, because I thought you were going to say no, no, they're not. No. They're not going. They, I thought you were going to say these new people aren't the goat. LL's the goat. No, I'm just saying he invented that acronym GOAT. And it's, te- it's taken 19 years for people to start using it. Probably because he did a song called Rocking with the GOAT. Did he? <laughs> yeah, on Exit 13. Oh, so he's been trying to do it. For, for, <laughs> he's actually actively trying to push the GOAT for 19 yeah. years. Well, he's, well, he's giving it a break. <laughs> do you know the other thing that I think could go in Room 101? Um, albums that... Um, like long, long albums. Exit 13 is an hour and a half, right? There's definitely things there that could be cut. Yeah. That's too long. It'd just be exit two or something. Yeah. Sure. And who's the other? Emergency exit. <laughs> Left. Yeah. Just gone. Um, went home. Another yeah. long album that I just wasn't that, you know, wasn't that into. Drake, Scorpion. Too long. Yeah, I found that too long. Doesn't about. have any focus. Hang on, I'm really annoyed. Hang on, I need to find. Um, I need to find Headsprung. I'm sure that was on Exit 13. Baby, featuring the Dream. There it is. Yeah, it's not on Exit 13. Headsprung. Speeding on the highway. Is so. <laughs> Oh, and Mr. Yeah. President featuring Wycliffe Jean. Is that because at that point he was trying to become like the president of Colombia or something? He was, wasn't he? Yeah. In a electoral campaign. What, Wycliffe? Rocking with the goat. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah Wycliffe. Yeah, no, not, uh, not, <laughs> not L. Cool J. He was too busy uh, in being an actor. Oh, yeah, Baby Rock Remix featuring Richie Sambora. Yeah. Right. So why they didn't put the album version on there? Right, so hang on. So where is... Single version. When did he release Headsprung then? I have no idea. I just... Was it just a single? It was a banger. Right. From a defamation? Is that a thing? Definition. A definition. Oh, it's from definition. Okay. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah, right. so that's that was the you know when I had a go at you for mentioning DMX, <laughs> remember that? I do, yeah, yeah five minutes so ago, yeah. What I was trying to get onto was a story about that song 
Headspun by L. Cool J. And I just didn't want DMX in the mix because he's, he's nothing to do with it. So recently, LL Cool J has tweeted <laughs> that, that all the listeners out there that did just sound like LL Cool J. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. LL Cool J has just tweeted um, the opening lyrics to Headsprung because um, everyone's heard them wrong and they've always been wrong on like genius.com and stuff. Um, so, uh, what do people hear them as and what are they? Right, so, this is right, Heads. What they heard them as. Right. Lyrics. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. They heard them as this. They call me Big L. Why? Big Silly. Big Money. Big Willy. <laughs> when I'm sliding in them all, can you hear me? I'd be sexing with these bars, so you feel me. Um, Reasonable. But yeah, people thought it's, it's like big money, big willy. And it doesn't. It says um, something else, which I probably should find now. Uh, hang on. Uh, it's a shame that you haven't queued that up at the same time, really. Yeah, I probably should have. Um, it just takes away the energy. Yeah, you know. Which is, which is the patter, the patter. It's almost um, risking dead air, you might say. It's not professional, is what I'm going with. That's right. Carry on googling. The most prepared presenter. So annoying. Oh, yeah, it doesn't bit. help that I wrote the word teeth instead of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you on Twitter anyway? Couldn't you just click? No, uh, it, it was on Hip Hop DX. I read it. So. <laughs> Right, this is what they are. Found it. Right. Headsprung intro. So his tweet, his tweet, his tweet is, Headsprung intro, FYI. They call me Big Ellie. And the interesting thing there is, I don't know if anyone calls an old cool J Big Ellie, but anyway. They call me Big Ellie, a bit silly, but big money, big really. When I'm sliding in the Martin... You hear me. I'd be slicing with these bars, so you fear me. Let me rip it up for cuz in the back. Let me flip. I put a buzz in your hat. So that's <laughs> clearly that one a up. a bee in someone's hat. So there's an emoji of a gun next to the places. <laughs> buzz. So it's not a bee. He's put a gun in someone's hat. It sounds like a stun gun. Yeah, a buzz <laughs> gun. Mental. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then someone has just but girl, who has ever debated this intro? Uh, in the kind of highlighting the fact that not many people really know that song, and no one really, not many people didn't know what they were. So that's quite funny. Uh, that's he's also one. done. He's also cleared up some uh, some lyrics uh, that were misquoted on his verse on "Flavor in Your Ear." You know the um, Craig Mack tune, right? Bow. So yeah, there was uh, apparently all of that was um, mis misread as well. Um, so what is it that everyone thought first? I'm going to give you a limit on how much you can read out Twitter here. You're, this is your final tweet readout. 
Is that all right? Or just it's not even all right. It's just not. It's not debatable. You, this is your last one, so you, you get it out now. This is going to be a recurring feature as well, where Pete goes on the internet. <laughs> kind of goes back to our children's book, Coops on the Internet. It's a cautionary tale about a thirty-four-year-old man who gets lost on the internet. Available in the hardback. Illustrated by a famous illustrator and signed by the artist and author themselves. It's only about 16 pages. Right, here we go. So, Thank God. It's loading. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, more, more time yeah. waited in this wonderful, wonderful conversation. Maybe this. Maybe this is shit. Maybe I shouldn't have even mentioned this. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'm going to read it as it's written on Genius.com. Is she oh, bloatylicious? <laughs> yeah, well, hang on, hang on. Are you a pirate? What's I'm going reading, on here? I'm reading it how it's written, right? Is she oh, bloatylicious? Bloatylicious. Not bloatylicious. I just made that word up. Sex. God damn it, sexy. Bloatylicious. Like you've had a bit too much to eat or you've got some gas. Like, oh, I'm a bit bloated. Ooh, bloatylicious. Yeah. yeah. It's similar to. If anyone perseveres with this episode, that'd be amazing. She's still there, Coops. Still there. Probably just me on my line right now. Botox. <laughs> Comes back Hang in on. with Botox. You might have missed some of that. We missed all of right. it apart from the word Botox. All oh, right, okay. Is she uh, bloatitious? Skeevy, delicious. Give me couscous. <laughs> Love me good. Mm, damn. Hollis to Hollywood. But is he good? <laughs> So that's that's that. Oh, was that it? Was that what it actually was, or is that what it? No, that's what I, what it was on um, uh, Genius.com. And, what and he's he's straightened first. this out. Yeah, he's straightened this out, and he's used emojis too. Which Does I'll, he still I'll... want couscous? Oh yeah, um, but he's done some emojis next to couscous, um, and I'll, I'll explain which ones they are as we go. Okay, is she bloatitious? So that was right. <laughs> couldn't put and money then, on it really could you and then, and then in brackets can she get busy and then an emoji of lips and the thing they use for a penis ski a courgette what is it yeah or eggplant in America they call it yeah or, yeah ski just the word ski and then uh, in uh, speech question marks, mark after it no no no, no it's just a statement the statement of the word ski and then in in quotation marks the capital letter V. So that's that line. Uh, Skeevy. Skeevy. Yeah. What does that mean? Do you know I what it means? No. He hasn't even put any uh, emojis, so I don't know what it means. But he he stands by it, so I'll give him that. Car rides smooth like it's on skis. Delicious. So he does like skiing. Yeah, or maybe it's that yogurt that they had back in the 90s. Ski, yogurt. How's ski and V spelled? Is it 
SKIV. It's SKI, it's a word, and then okay. in question marks, it's just the capital letter V. Are you writing it down? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, it's not on Urban Dictionary. Skeevy. Oh, oh. Yeah. So, anyway, car ride smooth like it's on skis. Maybe that's just the interpretation of what he means. Yeah. Delicious. And then give me couscous. And then in speech marks, he's got emoji of bits of water and a peach, which implies some kind of ejaculation and an arse. Um, and then it says, love me good. And then a heart and a strong arm. Uh, and then it says, mm, damn, Hollis to Hollywood, space, question mark, idiot. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Does he say word idiot? <laughs> no, I've just added no, that. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard LL Cool J uh, said uh, word and idiot. Then, and then he's got a bracket and a space, and then sexing, without a G, the whole trip. And then the bracket at the end doesn't the have space. space. The whole trip to space on the skis? No, I mean, there's a space... Like he's pressed the space bar. There's not the word space. It's not SpaceX. Oh, I thought, space. you thought the word space was in the rap. There's sex in all the way to space. And maybe they got to a rocket in their car on skis. Uh, um, and then he's put, but is he good? Space question mark again. What is it with fucking spaces everywhere? And then lol, which I'm not sure is actually part of the lyrics. <laughs> so... Well, I, That's cleared I'm, that one up. See you next week. <laughs> That's great. Really glad we a 15 minute segment on Pete reading LL Cool J lyrics. More on this next time. Um, other bit of news Brother Ali is celebrating 10 years of his album Us. No, you know me, it's just us. Yeah. Now, let's I talk about that album. Great album. Great, great score. album. We saw him tour that before the album actually came out because we saw a couple of those songs pre-album release. Yeah, it was great. In Camden. And that yeah. was one of the best gigs I've ever been to because we're right at the front. There's hardly anyone there. Yeah. Like, well, it was up at the Barfly, wasn't it? And what's the capacity at the Barfly about? Probably you'd get 200 in there and you'd be standing quite close to each other. But I think there was probably about 80 people there. Yeah, if that. I mean, I remember because we saw the Us tour later that year or the or the or the very the year after but very soon the next chance we had to see him in london and it was rammed like everything had yeah. changed this album which i found really interesting because like i thought the big change was was the album before the one that was going to get him as big as he was ever going to get but i seemed to push further than i really expected it to yeah i mean yeah it's an interesting album isn't it because it wasn't the album that I mean, I was so looking forward to it because it was hyped as like this kind of, well, I took it to be it was quite a positive album. But, you know, we'd had Shadows on the Sun, loved that, Undisputed Truth, The Truth is Here, and then Us, and it was a completely different vibe. And I think I, I struggled <laughs> to get into it, actually. Sorry, I just had to laugh. Everything I say, you just laugh at. No, it's, it, what I, is had that, I had that electronic thing. And oh, no. And your voice went, hee! <laughs> Like that. Um, that was really funny for me. Well, effectively, so, well, all I was saying, just to summarize for you, is that when Us came out, like I liked it. I really loved the, the single Us. The groove on it was great. But then I kind of didn't... I think I was wanting something a bit more unhappy at the time. And it was just such a kind of 
good amount of like let's be a community let's work together and let's be happy and it's like uplifting and i think it just took me a little while to get into it but i think rhyme says well not rhyme says specifically but i think the same thing about atmosphere when they release an album um i generally will listen to it once and put it down and then come back to it in a few years and just be like actually this is a solid album just took me a while to get into it because my initial expectation was but I want it to be blown away. I want it to tick all the boxes of what I expect the band to be, which is quite a childish yeah. thing. And when well, I don't I think we get all that, like, that as, 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 as we get older and, and particularly when we're in our, in our, when we're younger, particularly, sorry, is what I mean is, you know, you do, you expect certain things from bands and you want them to tick the same boxes over and over and over. And it's unrealistic and actually it's unfair, but yeah, you it's it's later on when you go back you know for a very different example I remember when the blink 182 self-titled album came out and all their albums before had been about like going to a party drinking lots of beer and being an idiot and being naked all the time and then they did this album that was like fucking hell like life's really difficult and it's a bit sad and a bit mm. spacey and a bit weird and a lot of people were like this is rubbish but and then they went back to it years later and a lot of them now think it's the best thing they ever did mm. um so you are always dealing with people's expectations as a musician you know i speak sure. from experience and was it it was, it was produced by ant wasn't it um if i remember correctly and then they didn't work together again they for a couple of years they did he did ant wasn't involved in the in the, the bite marks heart up i think um, the next one. dreaming in color morning in american dreaming in color Jake Arnold, yeah yeah I think uh, my kind of reflections on this album are it was solid. Um, I think there's probably this one song that really, really stands out to this day. And actually just thinking about this made me think, actually, you know, what would be quite an interesting thing for a future podcast to do where we talk about an artist is to think it's, it's potentially with guests is being like, choose like if you're going to do a mini greatest hits, of a specific artist and you've got to think about five maybe five songs um yeah one i would definitely take a song from this album from brother ali um as one of his top five songs of all time and that's tightrope mm. i absolutely love that song um I, it blew me away at the time at, at, at a point where I was so familiar with Brother Ali's work, I wasn't expected to be, to be blown away by anything. Like, I was going to like it, and I wanted to like it, and I was excited by it. But, like, to I think when you're that far into your career, and you put, it's like, you know, Atmosphere albums now, they're brilliant. They could be wrong. They are brilliant. But they are, and they, and they don't always stick to exactly the same format. But a certain amount of it ticks, ticks certain boxes, because otherwise they wouldn't be the band... They wouldn't ha- they'd lose their audience. And I think um, it's really rare later in your career to put out a song where people are like, oh my God, like this is one of the best things you've ever done. It's harder the longer you go because people have favorites from earlier on in your career. And for me, I know this is 10 years old, but for me, this was late in his career because the other albums before were so familiar to me and I was so blown away by his talent and what he would talk about and the way he would do it. When I listened to this album, I was not expecting 
I was expecting high quality, but nothing, nothing that I'd kind of take home with me that I'd add to the top five. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that song in particular. But I also think, um, I think to remember The Travellers being really good, but I haven't heard it in a long time. So I'm going to revisit this album this week. Yeah. Um, and I will as well. There you go. It's packed. I think it was a great, I've got a vivid memory of us. Actually, I think possibly at that time we were working in Hammersmith Cineworld. And yeah. we were in the car coming back, going through Wimbledon. And I remember this album being on then. I also remember it being an album that, because Brendan was with us, wasn't he? Um, yeah. It's an album that he really got into as well, because it was a time when he kind of got into Brother Ali. So yeah, a, a great album. For me, yeah, it took me a long time to get over myself, I guess, and, and get it and allow the artist to be the artist. And that, that kind of goes full circle about the journey of the artist, like what we are talking about earlier at the beginning of this episode, right? how an artist does grow and change and how you have to let that happen as a listener because otherwise it's tricky. But when you've just got a tattoo of an artist or a statement of an artist, what they used to be, well, you know, we might want Shadows on the Sun part two, but really if we had that, we'd just be like, oh, it's not as good as Shadows on the Sun, is it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do something new. But then if you're, if you're just hearing cuts of that again and again and again, it's probably not that satisfying. And the interesting thing with this kind of thing now is that it, 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 these albums can be picked up later. Everything can come... It's much easier for albums that have been out to pick up momentum um, that, thanks to streaming and stuff now. You know, like, I know it's an extreme example, but like Queen were like number one at Christmas again because the Bohemian Rhapsody film came out and everyone can get hold of, everyone can stream their music straight off. They don't even have to buy anything. That's yeah, yeah. You don't even need to have to invest any money because you already pay your nine ninety nine a month through Spotify or or, or whatever title subscription or whatever you already pay it so um uh, the, the, the way that music's changed and, and allowed that because there's always been the odd occasion where an old album suddenly becomes famous or or, or, or kind of desired again and hits the charts again um particularly sing you know, songs they might re-release a song 10 years after that's happened numerous times but now whether that happens is entirely in the hands of the audience. The record label don't, you know, if we got enough people to go and listen to this album, it, it would start to chart again, you know? And I think- you see it a lot with songs that are sampled, right? Whereas yeah. a song is using a sample and then the, you know, the original piece, the original song that that sample came from suddenly comes up because yeah. of people kind of digging around, finding out where the sample is. And then that artist then benefiting in some way, uh, large or small, because of the sample that it was taken from. Yeah, and you don't have to put an album out now and just move on because the album is there, for as far as we're aware, for the indefinite future and accessible where it is. So that aspect of um, the immediacy of trying to get loads and loads of people to listen to an album isn't actually there anymore. You can put an album out and you can then you can it's just more flexible the way that you can approach stuff which means i think with with this album i reckon a lot of people felt like you at the time but i reckon a lot of them if they were reminded to do so which i imagine through the kind of Ryan social media and brother his own social media that this album came out 10 years ago i think a lot of people will probably end up rediscovering this only probably only in the next 
week or so because I know I for one I'm going to listen to it again. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Mm. Um, but again, that, that I suppose that is a beauty of social media and the way culture has changed in that that is that, that doesn't take any real investment. Um, yeah, and people can rediscover it and uh, and it's just a, another string to an artist's bow to be able to be like, I'm not making this for now. I'm making this for my fans in the future when they do get to the point where they can appreciate my work in a different way. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that wasn't a cognitive thing going through his head at the time, but I think that's something that's really interesting that just didn't exist in music before. You couldn't approach it that way. No, for sure. Should we wrap it up? Let's do it. Right. I've got a bit of news. Have you got any news that you want to share with anyone? Any plugs? Um, new ADV song on the way. Who are ADV? Off, off the master. Um, so yeah, new uh, and there's new material to be coming from ADV before the end. Well, within the next six months, I guess. Which is good, isn't it? So there is. Yeah. Well, we are ADV. That's just um, to clarify that one to the, the uninitiated. The uninitiated. Um, we've also got a new EP dropping tomorrow um, from one of our artists called Solo Cipher. It's great. It's called it's called Drug Runner. Sounds pretty hairy. I produced it. It's awesome. It's got a lot of energy it to it. Awesome. Yeah. So listen to that on um check out Bandcamp actually. Go solo cipher, all one word, and then drug runner. Or just type in Precipto Man, um, if you can spell it. Yeah, go Bandcamp first, because we're not always sure. Like I'm not always sure if Spotify releases things on time. Uh, it seems to work with other people, but it never seems to work with us. It but will yeah. be on Spotify though at some point if it even if yeah. it's not tomorrow. I mean, if not tomorrow, I mean, this podcast won't be out tomorrow anyway. So in the past, it'll be on Spotify now. So just go go wherever. Yeah. That's probably it, really. Nice. Yeah. Bang that. That'd be good. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, be in touch with the next Precipto cast. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We don't really have anything like, we can get in touch with on Twitter, but we're not really big on social media at the moment, are we? So no, it's just going to have to kind of reactivate and re-engage yeah. probably it's probably an offline conversation isn't it yeah. okay alright well thanks everyone see ya bye Thanks, guys enjoy the night bye you can just stop recording though can't you yeah I can sound. stop yeah alright well three, two, one, bye <laughs>